welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Jared. We are continuing our musical journeys and we have Jake. And Jake, before I forget to do my usual awful host thing, <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce yourself right off the bat and tell everybody where they can find you and who you are and what you're going to be talking about today. Okay, I'm Jake, the number one File Under Entertainment guest of all time. That's my main credit. Uh, I'm also the exclusive host of Life is Unfair, the Malcolm the Middle podcast. Uh, and I stream on Twitch as part of Let's Play Death Ray. Uh, and I also write comics under the name E.E. E. Eugene. Awesome. Yeah, published author in our midst. Yes, which makes me an expert in literally every field. <laughs> Incredible. And co-host super producer jared where can they find more of you file entertainment that's about it (laughs) 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 sorry sorry all right you can find me on the evil mark show i'm pretty prevalent there on thursdays when work isn't kicking your ass i've been joining the boys in let's play death ray quite a bit lately for their seven days to die fun stuff uh as well as parrot gaming productions feathers and friends and uh various other places so incredible all right so jake you've guested several times you are the the number one guest as you you self-professed here so uh and you've had the benefit of a few other people doing their musical journeys before you uh so now you get your place on the therapy couch so naturally i have to ask the question that's become like the stock question first and foremost what is your outlook on the musical journey episodes? Uh, I really enjoyed listening to uh, everyone else's. Uh, it has really <laughs> made it clear to me that I have a different relationship to music than a lot of people. And that uh, this uh, will be significantly less of a therapy couch episode. <laughs> but I think the other musical journeys uh, have been and will be with David's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like, for me, music is always, like, the go-to for, well, like, anytime I have, like, a depressive episode, like, I know I'm getting better when I start listening to music again, which kind of makes it not associated with sad stuff. Hmm. Uh, like, TV is way more my, like, go-to thing for that. If I'm just, like, really depressed, I'll just watch a sitcom that I've watched a million times for the millionth and one time. And I don't really listen to music when I'm, you know, super sad. Okay. Uh, which I think uh, is going to make this uh, what, what David has taken to uh, calling the palate cleanser episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I guess we should have like flip flop these. We should have done his first, and then have you come on afterwards and be like, "This is all like <laughs> this is sunshine and smiles." I don't know, like what David was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a few like bummer stories, but uh. I, I don't think Eric will be crying this episode. So. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so uh, what are you hoping that we learn from and about Jake over the course of this episode? Uh, that uh, I come by my pretentious tastes, honestly. <laughs> I've always been this specific type of hyper-obsessed nerd 
with everything, which I think my uh, like second song will really <laughs> illustrate. <laughs> uh, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so i mean we've already even touched on it like you've said that on a few occasions already when we've been talking about this that this is going to be a mostly happy affair that we aka me that i won't be openly weeping in a corner like you had just said that you don't think i'm gonna, gonna cry so has that remained the case like your, your opinion there's not going to be any surprises over the course of the episode where we delve into all things jake and it gets a little bummery uh... Yeah, like I said, there, there's like two that, that'll be a, a little bit more emotional, but that's about it. Okay. Well, I, I guess if uh, if we got the introductions out of the way, if we're ready to just crack right into the music, what's uh, the, the first one is uh, the first real song that you remember liking that wasn't a kid's song slash TV show slash commercial introduce this to this song. Uh, yeah, I will say before I introduce this, this was a tough one because there were approximately like 5,000 songs to choose from because uh, my dad, like from like before I can even remember, was just constantly not shutting up about whatever music he happened to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I decided to go with this song, Misguided Angel by the Cowboy Junkies. It's in the way he talks 
Okay, so I think I know because you kind of touched on it before that I'm guessing it was your dad that introduced you to this song, right? Uh, yeah, which my dad is like, definitely like, like that is where my musical taste like comes from. Like I know you guys have talked about like having people that are sort of your like guide into the music world. And like, that's always been my dad for me. Okay. Uh, well, like even when you get into like the later stuff that was like me branching out but as far as like a a person like taking me like introducing me to all of this like different music that i like like that's always been my dad like through today and uh his tastes are like very like as long as it's some form of rock music he listens to it so it's like he introduced me to a lot of like classic rock and like stereotypical like dad rock stuff like he's why i love ben lizzie but (laughs) He he has he's also like the person who introduced me to like Nirvana and Tool. So Okay. Yeah, I think uh Thin Lizzy is like the the like archetypical like a dad rock kind of thing. That's like the, the staple that every dad has to listen to, right? So do you remember how old you were when you first heard this song? Uh I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my dad was just constantly playing music uh very loud. <laughs> and talking to anyone who would listen about it uh like from well like my, my earliest memories like and this is one of those songs that 
has been like part of his repertoire of like favorite songs for forever. So like I may have been like hearing this song as like an infant <laughs> as far as <laughs> I know. And uh, I, I did specifically I wanted to choose a song that uh not only he listened to a lot, uh, but that he played because he's also a guitarist and he uh attempts to sing while playing guitar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh th this is definitely one of them that like when I think about this song, it's like a weird mix of the actual version and then like my dad's version, mm. like sort of mixed together. Sure. And uh, anytime I listen to it, I like always forget like how much more like country is in the actual version than what I'm like used to from my dad's like weirdo, like rock grungy reinterpretation of the song. <laughs> so which one do you prefer then? Does like your dad's version have a little bit more like hold over you because you probably heard that more? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I prefer the actual version. Again, my dad's a very good guitar player. He's not a great singer, but that doesn't <laughs> stop him. <laughs> and it's also a thing I, I've mentioned before on the uh, Mountain Goats episode, like both of my parents for a lot of my childhood were meth addicts. Uh, and a thing about meth addicts is that they don't sleep. So I also associate like all of the songs that he plays of like it's four in the morning on a school night and I'm like, Dad, go the fuck to sleep. Like <laughs> I'm in third grade and I have a test tomorrow. <laughs> Stop playing fucking Hotel California. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so Alright, listen, well, my next question is, what do you remember what you thought of the song at the time? So, I mean, if this kind of got lumped in with a lot of those other songs, was it more of a negative at the time that now, kind of in hindsight, you have more positive feelings about? Or are you kind of still torn by it? Uh, no, like, th this is one of them that, like, I do, like, pretty much always remember liking. Like, uh, even if I was, you know, annoyed with my dad himself, I've always liked this song. Uh, but uh, it, I, I will say, in retrospect, it, it hadn't occurred to me until I was putting this together, but, like, this song in particular is definitely, like, my dad's depression song. Mm. As I was, like, remembering back, like, this was, like, after a fight with my mom or something. Like, like this would be on repeat, like, blaring, yeah. like, every time, which... It's kind of a bummer now, looking at in retrospect, but uh, yeah, so, uh, still listening to the song. Like, it, I don't really associate that with it on sort of an emotional level. It's still just uh, a song that I love that like reminds me of my childhood and my dad. See, we're only one song in, and we're already getting bummer vibes, Jake. What the hell? <laughs> well, well look, <laughs> I told you the other day that I had two and a half depressing songs. This is the half. Okay. <laughs> it's not really depressing for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, I mean, I remember uh, in the country episode, you brought a Cowboys Junkies song to kind of showcase alt-country, um, so obviously this band and or genre has had an indelible impact on you. But after this entry, we don't get any more of that. So was that a conscious decision? Were, like, were you countryed out? <laughs> or... uh, 
No, it, it definitely wasn't a conscious decision, but, uh, like, I, I don't really, I don't know, the, the Cowboy Junkies are a weird band. I don't really think of them as an old country. I think I even said in the country episode, they just, they kind of dabble in a lot of different mm -hmm. genres. But, uh, like, getting really into, like, old country and, like, old school country has been, like, a fairly recent thing for me. I, re I really did that in, like, my late college years. Okay. So it wasn't, like, a formative genre for me, really. Okay. And then uh, the Mark's Genesis, the, the superhero origin story question, as I'm referring to it, <laughs> what parallels do you see in your current taste in music that you can track back to this source code? Oh, man. I, I think a lot of what I love is in the song, the, the, the accordion in there and like that, uh, like very twinkle, like mandolin in the background. Like I, I love bands that like take like a rock bass and then add sort of unexpected instruments into it. It's something I've always mm -hmm. been into and still am today. It's like the quickest way to sell me on something. Then I, I love female vocalists. Uh, and I, I think the, the songwriting is also like just fantastic in the song, which is definitely something that I still look for in music. Very cool. Jared, what'd you think about this one? I, uh, I just like, like I told you guys at the beginning, I just got done playing a bunch of Diablo four and I was like really into like getting pumped up and excited. And then I kind of wanted to fall asleep during that song. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like I, I thought it was going to go a little bit differently from a name like cowboy junkies and not so much. So here we are. Well, oh, like I said, sweet, sweet summer child, Jared. <laughs> they're a very weird band. Like if you listen to some of their more recent stuff, it is a lot more like, hard edge like what you might expect from the name mm -hmm. and the, the reason that they are so like quiet and stuff is actually a weird story as well that i know because of my dad uh but uh it's that like when they were first forming the band they were going to be like a m much more conventional rock band uh and like a bunch of like half of the band had been in a punk band before this but their first night practicing they were like in a garage and their neighbor called the cops <laughs> <laughs> so they're like okay we have to like play a lot quieter, and then uh, the elite singer uh, Margot Tellman, I think, something like that, uh, like had to like sing a lot quieter because of that. And they're like, "Oh, like this is a very different vibe," and they kind of morphed into what you just heard because they were afraid of getting the cops called on them and had to play quieter. <laughs> okay, nice, <laughs> nice. <That's cool. laughs> All right, so uh, this next one, it's a. The category is song from the first album in your own collection. And it's a bit of a surprise to me, like <laughs> because so far in, in our journeys, we've had some cringy songs that have been mostly like pop punk drivel, which have been influenced by our peer groups. But yours is prog rock. So were you born a 55 year old man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's go back to eight year old Jake. And we've just gotten the PS1. We traded in our Sega Genesis, got the PS1. And like a month later, my dad is taking me to the pawn shop. And he's like, all right, we're going to buy you, you know, a video game for this new console. Because we had like two games when we first bought it. We get there. Not a single PS1 game in this pawn shop. <laughs> but my dad goes, oh, it can also play CDs. So pick out whatever CD you want. And me, with 
like I said, all of my musical tastes coming from my dad's like very eclectic, like dad <laughs> rock days. Uh, I see this Jethro Tull album sitting there. <laughs> and I only know like two Jethro Tull songs at this point. I know Broadsword uh, and I know uh, Locomotive Breath. And I asked my dad, like, are either of these songs? I was like, yeah, Locomotive Breath's on that one. I'm like, this is the CD for me. (laughs) 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 And then I went to school and must have been insufferable because all I would talk about is how fucking cool this 70s prog rock band with heavy flute Jethro Tull is to all my friends who are, like, listening to, like, Linkin Park (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like I don't know, smash mouth. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, which is a great segue to the song My God by Jethro Tull. <laughs>
And the graven image you know With his plastic crucifix He's got him fixed Confuses me as to who and where and why As to how he gets his kicks Confessing to the endless sin The endless winding sounds <laughs> You'll be praying till next Thursday To all the gods that you can count <laughs> I had a little bit of King Crimson flashbacks there. <laughs> You're traumatizing me, Jake. So, <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I've heard King Crimson before that episode and I'm fine with them as a band, but uh, I looked to some King Crimson. <laughs> <laughs> so, I. When I was listening to this and I, and I was thinking about what you had said about like playing this CD in a PS1. And I remember that uh, it used to show like visualizations of. So I was wondering what kind of visualizations was the PS1 showing during those floats, those flute solos. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember, unfortunately. <laughs> But I really wish I could see now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost worthwhile, like trying to find a, a PS One from somewhere, and uh, I, I'm sure I that could, CD. I'm sure I could find an emulation thing that plays the waveform visualizers that would that would pull something up. It's probably gonna look amazing. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, there you go, Jared. That's what you have to do for for Jake's cover art. You have to find the PS One. <laughs> emulator to do the visualization oh <laughs> uh, what, what did you think about that jared because i was very curious about how you would react to that song in particular <laughs> you remind me so much of my dad dude like it's not even funny like i i because i always get it all the time because my name in a lot of games is like jethro and people are like oh like the guy jethro tall and i never listen to any of his stuff and i think this is the first and last song i will ever listen to of him <laughs> <laughs> like, no, there, there is some legitimately good stuff like i mean this it, it is you definitely have to be in a, a mood for it but i mean yeah sir like no musically i, I think you dig some of it like yeah. then if you cut out the the flute solo it's a good song right like it's a good <laughs> song 
Uh, I will say, I specifically chose that song because it's the one that has the most prominent flute solo. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. And uh, I was very obsessed with Jethro Tull as a kid. They, they were like one of the bands that I like at a very early age, like fixated on. And I did play flute in fifth, sixth and seventh grade. Because of Jethro Tull. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I get, well, so one of the questions, I mean, because you answered uh, in the lead up to the song, you answered a lot of those questions, but um, I, I guess this one kind of answers itself too. I don't really even have to ask, how do you feel about the song now? Like, do you still like it? Does it still hold up? Oh, I still fucking love Jethro Tull. <laughs> I, I figured as much. And I think you already kind of answered this one too, but I still have to ask because it's been kind of like one of the staple questions. Looking back, knowing what you know now, would this still be your first purchase or would a time-traveling Jake pick up something different and start down a different direction? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I would have been a lot more popular if I hadn't <laughs> been listening to this kind of stuff and talking nonstop about this kind of stuff. But uh, I, I'm i fine with where it led me. I'm fine with this path. <laughs> As are we. You wouldn't be the Jake that we know and love if you had gone in with that Linkin Park kind of thing. So, all right, the, the next one. Your descriptor for this one says that it's the song you would listen to with your siblings and your token VGM song choice. Introduce yeah. us to this one. Okay. Uh, well, do you want me to do the song first and then uh, explain yeah. it? or Whatever you would like. I mean, so the song is Woodcarving Partita, right? By Michiru Yamani? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and listen to it. Okay.
So that song and the uh, music of Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, was the compromise that my brother and I frequently came to because we, we shared a room. And he couldn't stand all the, like, 70s dad rock that I listened to. And I couldn't stand the 90s, like, hardcore rap and hip-hop he listened to. <laughs> and this was somehow the compromise we came to. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which seemed like a natural thing at the time, but looking back on it, it is very funny to me. I, I don't... I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. You broke Jared. It only took three songs and you broke it. All right. All right. You boys have a good one. I'm going to clock out. I'll send you the bill. I'll see you guys later. So I guess I don't really have, like, you were introduced to this song through the video game Castlevania then. Uh, yes, and I specifically chose this one uh, because it reminds me both of my brother, who I mentioned, Willie, who uh, I shared a room with for, like, a good, like, probably five years of my childhood. Uh, and he was, like, uh, he was my adopted brother. We, like, brought him in after his mom died. Our families were kind of, like, friends. We had been neighbors, and our parents were, like, friends. And, uh, like, my, my dad was, like, my, like pillar for like all music stuff willie was kind of my guide for like everything but music which we almost never agreed on <laughs> uh, with the exception of video game music <laughs> uh but he like uh he, he's the one who like introduced me to like uh, a bunch of like jrpgs and he had like a giant comic collection and got you know, like more into that uh and he like introduced me to like anime and uh like Korean horror movies that I was way too young to be watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <awesome. laughs> like, that might mean something to you, Eric, because I know you, you're a fan of the director, but I watched like The Audition Ooh, when yeah. I was like seven. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's way too young. I would <laughs> like, say probably even 27 is too young for that movie. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, but... this lady's stabbing this guy's fucking eyeball with needles now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and about for, for like for the most part, like the video game stuff, as far as like the, the more like nerdy video game side of things, it was mostly like just me and him. My other siblings weren't really into like RPGs or like Castlevania, uh, with the exception of my sister Jackie, for like whatever reason, just like randomly when we got Symphony of the Night, like we were playing it and she like also got just like super obsessed with it. Uh, so, so like, for, like, the this, like, six-month period, there's this, like, weird thing of, like, the, the three of us just, like, nonstop, like, playing this game, like, mm -hmm. over and over, like, listening to the soundtrack together, which was, like, again, just, like, a weird compromise. It was a weird compromise for her, too. She was into, like, top 40, like, pop stuff. <laughs> and we were all just, like, jamming out to this, like, Baroque, like <laughs> classical music because it was on this video game that we like. That's incredible. <laughs> Well, so it might be tough to do this one, but I mean, if you can dial it down specifically, like what's your most vivid memory about this song? Uh, I think it was after my sister's 16th birthday, which my parents had been like, they had basically like 
their presence to her was like, we'll leave for the weekend and you can do like throw a party, whatever you want. Like <laughs> no as long it. as no one goes to jail or gets hurt. Like <laughs> when, when we come back, like that, you know, the, the house needs to be clean. But other than that, you know, do whatever. And uh, I had been at uh, like, I, I went to David's house for the weekend, but I came back <laughs> on Sunday because my other sister uh, like came and picked me up and was like, "All right, you're coming home early because you need to help clean." Oh wow! <laughs> and I like showed up, and my sister Jackie was like super hungover. One of her friends had like vomited like all over the place, and like the the house was just like completely destroyed. And I just remember like. Putting this on again in that PS1, because if you left the lid open when certain games were in, it would pull up the soundtrack. So we could just listen to the Castlevania soundtrack. I remember just like putting it all on the TV in the living room and just like <laughs> blasting this soundtrack while we cleaned up like all of my sister's friends, like buckets of vomit and just no. like trash <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Well, you know, <laughs> I, I was expecting something maybe a little bit more lighthearted and fun. <laughs> it's what came to mind. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, that's the kind of storytelling we get deep into here in these mus- musical journeys. <laughs> All right. So next up, I guess, kind of uh, talking about parties. You said this one is the song from your middle school new metal face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it was, it was the 2000s. And, uh, you know, getting into middle school, like starting to like move out of like, you know, my, my dad's like music. And, you know, look, look for stuff outside of that. The uh, like most popular type of rock at the time was new metal. Which means I listened to uh, a lot of it. Uh, like, especially in middle school, then, like, into high school. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get a taste of that with some <laughs> BYOB by System of a Down. All right. <laughs>
So, Jake, how deep down the rabbit hole did you get? Like, because System of Down is probably like one of the least cringy of the bands yeah, from that, that period. That's, that's why I chose System of a Down because they're like the one new metal band that I'm like, no, I think this is like a legitimately good band. I'm not embarrassed about this. Okay, but uh, yeah, I listened to a lot. I listened. Like, were you too embarrassed to include a Limp Bizkit song or something? Uh, I, I never got into Limp Bizkit. I never <laughs> got that deep in. But like, I listened to a lot of Corn. And Corn is the one that, like, just, like, randomly, like, I remember in high school, like, listening to one of their songs that I had listened to, like, a million times before, just being like, I don't think this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep listening to this. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, you definitely, like, uh, like, all of the, like, bigger, like, new metal bands, I listened to a decent amount. Uh, I I can't think fucking any of their names now. <laughs> it's been so long, but well, Jared was kind of he was jiving. You were vibing a little bit. This is like more up your speed, right? Yeah, my little brother Justin, when like System of Down like 
got big when we were in high school. Like that's all he listened to, you know, uh, the, the, the prison song or whatever prison writer, some shit like that. Like he yeah, it's loved, prison song. Yeah. The prison song. He loved that to death. Uh, I'm really excited, not for this next coming song, but the other one, because my little brother Justin, the same guy who loved System of a Down, was absolutely head over heels for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, like he's he he begged and pleaded my mom to stay up late to watch a concert of theirs late at night. Uh, it was hilarious, but yeah, System of a Down. I I grew up with them. I love them. Limp Biscuit. I got really heavy into them. Uh, you know, corn as well too. So I feel you. I feel you on the system of a down song, Jake. <laughs> so how did you feel about hearing the song again now? Like, is it's is it still something that you would like double back to every once in a while because you still get enjoyment out of it, or were you dreading this one coming out? Uh, no, no. Like, I overall, I definitely find the new metal stuff a lot of it embarrassing. But like I said, I went with System of a Down because they're like the one like new metal band that I still like genuinely like. I still think they're like, I I don't think anything really sounds like system of a down. Like even other new mm. metal bands don't really sound like them. So right. I think like, if nothing else, like something being unique is like noteworthy and interesting, but like uh disturbed it. Like is another one that like, there's a few disturbed songs I can still listen to, but like, that's uh, very similar to the chord they like going back and like listening to full disturbed albums i'm like man other than these like one or two songs like right. I, I do not enjoy the majority of this and i remember listening to it non-stop in, in like seventh and eighth grade well i mean there's at least some melody there like they can actually they actually have good vocal range it's not just constant screaming i mean there's certainly portions of the song but that's what how it's blended so well it goes from screaming to more vocalization to like really like shredding on the guitar but it's also it's it's very uh yeah you mentioned unique it's a very unique song very unique band i think that was a good kind of representation from the new metal phase yeah and I, I did i also think the, like the the like very clear like political stuff and their music i think also helps because like if it wasn't like coming out in the like 2000s if you like slowed it down a little and made it like a little less thrashy like the the lyrics are pretty much just like punk rock mm-hmm. whereas like that that's what i run into a lot especially with like disturbed and like avenge sevenfold and stuff like that as like some of their stuff like works and then some of it i listen to it at the lyrics and i'm like this is just like i'm mad about being mad and that's the <laughs> entire basis of like half of your music like <laughs> there's nothing here yeah <laughs> no substance for sure well there's some substance in this next one like we're ready to get into the deep analysis uh so this next one is the song that reminds you of your your first crush i mean i'm at a, a bit of a loss with <laughs> how it relates to any kind of romantic feelings but i mean before we hear it like set the stage for us for young infatuation like, who was it? Uh, well, I, I will say, uh, this is actually the one that I, I made a last minute choice after listening to Jared's musical journey because his story for this answer, like, triggered memories and like took me back to like middle school crush. So, uh, we're going back to uh, eighth grade and my uh, big old crush on Victoria. Who yeah, I wore... it. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> who, uh, Wore a uh, a t shirt 
for this band, which then prompted me to, you know, to try to uh, win her over. I then uh, went, not even home, because we didn't have a computer at the time, so I had to wait until we went to my aunt's house so I could go on YouTube and listen to this music so that, you know, the, the plan was then I'll have something to talk to her about, and then boom, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is especially funny, given the, the specific genre that it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, this, this is uh, Feels Blind by Bikini Kill.
I loved how all three of us were just kind of bobbing along, going with it. I love, I love these punky girl songs. They're so awesome. Yeah, and I like this was like the first time I'd heard like any like Riot Girl stuff. Like, uh, uh, pretty much like all I knew was like pop punk as far as punk goes. Like at this point, uh, and then uh, yeah, th th this song that I was you know listening to to try to impress a girl was like my introduction to like that, and kind of my introduction introduction to like feminism as like a current thing instead of like a woman trying to fight to vote in history kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, uh, whatever became of that infatuation, so, like, were you emboldened after listening to the music? Did you uh, approach her to have a conversation about it, or? Uh, so, it kind of worked, actually. <laughs> As a, like, a yeah, I, I listened to this, uh, which I think it is also worth noting, like, uh, Victoria was also, like, the first, like, openly queer person that I had ever met. Uh, she was bisexual, uh, which I feel like was a big part of the attraction for me of being, like, oh, th this person is this thing that I think, like, I might be. <laughs> uh, and uh, then, yeah, the, like, getting into the right girl stuff, like, also definitely, like, meshed with that but uh th then yeah like uh i listened to this and then like went to school the next day and was like oh yeah that i noticed you were wearing that shirt the other day and i like brought up like the three or four songs that i like listened to on my ants like dial up youtube where i'd have to like <laughs> start the video and then wait like 10 minutes and come back and be like all right now i can listen to this two minute song <laughs> incredible but, uh we, we kind of, like, started flirting, uh, and then, like, a week later, we, like, made plans to, like, uh, meet up for a date, and then literally that night, my parents were like, hey, uh, next week we are moving from Ohio to South Dakota. Wow. <laughs> so the date never happened. <laughs> oh. Which, uh, was a big bummer for 8th grade Jake. Jesus, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, oh man <laughs> so oh jeez <laughs> that's another bummer <laughs> ah, so, it's fine <laughs> so what feelings were there now that you revisited the, the song like uh, was it uh, good memories was it more of the bad about like what might have been or uh, I mean I, I there was definitely a time where this would have been like a sad song slash story for me, but uh, yeah, no, not now I listen to it. And I'm just like, man, this this fucking rocks. And I from there, I like got into that was kind of my gateway into like punk broadly and the Riot Girl stuff in particular. Uh, like I, I went from that into like uh, uh, Bratmobile and like Slater Kenny, like all of those got super into that stuff. Awesome. So uh, yeah, for for me now, it's definitely a uh, positive thing. But if if you asked like high school Jake, I think you would have had a very different feelings about it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, are there any specific like lyrics there that kind of resonate that tie the song so closely to Victoria, or just kind of just like this was the one that stuck out? So, like, was this literally the first one that you listened to? Uh, I'm pretty sure this was the first one that I listened to. It's like the, in my memory, it's the first one that I listened to. It's definitely the one that like stands out as well. Okay. 
there's just this this like song that just kind of like was like nothing I'd ever heard and just kind of blindsided me like mixed in with all these you know teenage hormones <laughs> <laughs> so were there any any lyrics that really stuck out or it's just like it, it happened to be this is the first uh, song uh yeah yeah not the lyrics that'll really like remind me of the the situation or or her in general okay so how do you think that uh, victoria would feel about being so closely identified with this song uh, I would assume it would be, you know, a positive for her. So I, like, like I said, it worked. Like, talking about the band, like, <laughs> the plan worked. She was into it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's, like, the, her version of, like, new metal, she's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's not like it was, like, uh, a ruse like you genuinely liked the music it wasn't like you were trying to fake it just for like a chance at some kind of like you know flirtation or you know relationship with her like you genuinely like were drawn to to the music and it kind of opened up your your taste to the future so i don't think there's anything like inherently wrong with you doing that like you, you were trying to take an interest in something that she was interested in so that i think that's that's pretty cool I mean, that's fair, but I also, I, I know 8th grade me. That guy was a scumball. He definitely would have been like, yeah, I love it, even yeah. if he didn't. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll use one of uh, David's phrases for you. You're the worst. <laughs> so and proud of it. <laughs> so this next one, this next one's for, for Jared. It's the song from middle slash high school that you like despite not being a genre that you usually enjoy. And uh, yeah, we go from Bikini Kill to Britney Spears. And now uh, Jared's picturing Britney in a bikini and he's even turned his video off because he's going <laughs> to... I mean, let's be real. He was already picturing uh, her in a bikini before I even brought up the combo. But uh, yeah, so this one, uh, what can you tell us about this one? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's... Uh... What I what I was trying to think of, uh, you know, song that outside of my taste that I like genuinely liked and still do like, uh, like I immediately went to like okay, like what are the handful of like pop songs that have uh, really like come out? Because uh, as you can tell from my earlier choices, like not not really a top forty radio guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, this song, uh, like from the first time I heard it back in like, well, like. 2002 2003 whenever that song came out i was like i love this song and i will uh, not publicly admit that i love this song <laughs> it's a banger <laughs> dude. i don't, I don't know why it's great like, it is it, it is really good <laughs> i can let's give a listen jared if you're still there unless you've uh abandoned ship because we can't see you <laughs> this is toxic by britney spears Can't you see I'm calling A guy like you should wear a warning It's dangerous, I'm falling There's no escape, I can't wait I need a hit, baby give me it You're dangerous, I'm loving it 
You are yes. really giving me a run for my money on this producer shit here, Jake. Like these songs <laughs> stop right at it, and it just like, yeah, you give me a real run for my money. Good. <laughs> I, I feel like he would do that intentionally. Like, he would <laughs> intentionally pick these songs that are going to make you be right on the button. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that song's so good. <laughs> it, it still holds up. I, it, it's, uh, it is a good one. So I here's another Mark staple question. Like musically, would you consider yourself open minded? Uh I would now. Uh definitely like in high school I had a very like there's real music and there's pop music mentality. <laughs> uh that uh well actually kind of be getting like into uh like a specific band that really kind of changed how I looked at that as uh, one of my later choices. Okay. But uh, yeah, now I'm much more open to like, I, I think basically every genre has something that I can, if I dig deep enough, I'll find something that I like. And, uh, you know, also acknowledging that, you know, all of this stuff is subjective and it's really mm -hmm. just, if you like the song, then it's a good song. Sure. And that's kind of all that there is to it. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely in this period when I was secretly listening to this song and not telling anyone that I was listening to this Randy Spears song, <laughs> I uh, definitely was was not open minded about music at all. <laughs> so does David know about this one? I mean, is he going to be surprised about that? Pick, uh, or? No, I've definitely brought up that uh, Toxic is a jam before <laughs> around him, <laughs> okay. whether, whether or not he remembers me saying it, but <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, definitely, like, once I, like, got into college, it was, like, uh, <laughs> it's, like, a precursor to, like, coming out to my friends is, like, before I can tell them, you know, that, that, that I'm bi, it's, like, all right, I like Toxic by Britney Spears. Are we all cool here? <laughs> that's, that's the icebreaker. If exactly. they handle that well, then you know that you're safe. <laughs> We're in a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on hearing it again? Like it's, I mean, I know that you're still kind of not, you, you said that you're branching off a little bit more. You're still not uh, like a, a top 40 person, but is it closer to your evolving taste or still not maybe quite good enough for like a, a standard rotation kind of thing? Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely still not like a genre that I'm into. I'm still not into pop music for the most part. The, this song is kind of an anomaly. Like, even like, I've listened to other Britney Spears stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I do not enjoy this at all. <laughs> but, uh, well, like, th th this song, just for, uh, like, like that that sample is so good, which is apparently from, like, an old Bollywood movie, hmm. that, that like, uh, uh, string section sample. Yeah, and then, Like, great. that isolated guitar, like, like, it's all just so fucking good. That I, yeah. It makes me love it, even though it's not like the kind of music I'm usually into. It is very well crafted and composed. I mean, because I mean, lyrically, it's it's quite very simple, but it, just the the structure of it all, how it all goes together, it is. Yeah, because there's a lot of other stuff that she's done. It's just like, yeah, this is, yeah, just bubblegum fluff. There, there's no like substance, but that is just a, it's a well crafted song. So, Jared, do you like that one? I mean, it's 
Britney Spears. Like this was in her, <laughs> this this is in her heyday before uh, we realized that she's just psycho and yeah. So I, I I don't really have much of a comment on her. Was that an intentional segue, Jared? If it was, it was pretty good because this <laughs> next one it's a potpourri pick, which you've labeled as Keskasang. It's the first song that you talk yourself on bass. And that song is Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Do you have anything to introduce it or do you want to get into it after we hear it? No, let's get into it. All right.
Okay. So how were you introduced to this song? Uh, uh, I don't remember how I first heard the song. Uh, I definitely knew it from like well before, like the reason I chose it. I probably like first heard it uh when I like around around the same time that I was listening to a lot of uh, Jethro Tull as a kid. We uh like got cable and in addition to like TV Land and uh like Cartoon Network, I watched a lot of a channel that was just like a bunch of like classic rock concerts. Mm, okay. And I think that's where I first heard it. I I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I was definitely like familiar with it. And like that channel is also where I started like really getting obsessed with uh bass. Uh, because I like one of the first ones that I remember watching on that channel was The Who, who like immediately became one of my favorite bands. And uh like John and Whistle, especially his live stuff is fucking insane. Hmm. And made me go like, oh, that's way cooler than guitar. <laughs> like from that <laughs> point on. <laughs> then uh in high school for my 16th birthday, uh I was like, all right, uh I don't like driving. I don't want a car. I'm not even gonna get my license. Uh I want a bass guitar instead. Like I, I directly told my parents that and they're like, oh, that's way cheaper, sir. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and then uh, with like a little bit of help uh, from my dad who played guitar and then my friend Tanner in high school uh, also played guitar. They helped me with like some of like the basics. But uh, for the most part, it was just like going online and like teaching myself songs that I liked using tabs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, th this is like immediately one of the first songs that I was like, all right, this is like interesting and like cool enough that I actually want to play it without being like crazy and impossible to play for a new player yeah well and it also like it starts out very prominently with that bass line that's like that it's the opening of the song so i mean that's like it, it kind of gets uh bass doesn't get a lot of love it doesn't get a lot of uh, chances to really like feature so um yeah this is a, a good one to kind of kick that off so jared had you heard this one before what'd you think of it I've I've heard Psycho Killer before. It was one of those songs that I even grew up kind of listening to and hearing, and so it's I, again, it's very dadish. Uh, there, Jake, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give you the very dad thing. Um, That's fair. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's I, I don't have much sway on it. It's not a song that I particularly listen to, but if I start the Jeep and it's on, I'm gonna listen to it. So. Fair yeah, enough. it seems like it's one that maybe you wouldn't often seek out, but yeah, it's kind of like one of those movies that you, you don't tend to throw on, but if it's on TBS in the middle of a Sunday, and it's just like, well, what else am I going to do? <laughs> keep, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep, keep clicking around or just leave it? Yeah, this is the same kind of thing. If it's on, yeah, it's a good sign to listen to and like jam out to. That YouTube video that keeps popping up in my suggestions, like, you know what? Fuck it. I got nothing else to watch. Let's watch this today. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the next one, it's another kind of potpourri one. You've labeled it as the song you listened to, which made you first appreciate folk punk. Yes. Well, because my, my original choice, which was going to be my uh, song that got me into like indie rock and indie folk and stuff, uh, is 
been uh, co-opted by your next piece of shit guest, David. (laughs) 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 Which I definitely also like told him he could have and it was fine off air, but on air. That motherfucker stole my pick. (laughs) It's like cheating at another Mario Olympics, man. Exactly. This guy never learns, does he? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, uh, but because I knew he wanted that song and it's uh, a non-depressing song he could add to his list, I was like, okay, well, like, thinking about, like, more, like, very, like, hyper-specific genres, what do I really like? And immediately I thought of folk punk. Which is like probably my my favorite of what I would qualify as like a niche genre, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, which uh, we we talked about for the uh, Violet Femmes episode that I was on, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is uh, the the first song that I heard of the genre was introduced to me by a uh, friend on a web comic forum back when I was in high school. Nice. So. Uh, with that, uh, Jared, let's hear People to the Reckoning by AJJ. Songs are in 
And I've tried to find the notes to make that great resounding din But there's a bad man in everyone, no matter who we are There's a rapist and a Nazi living in our tiny hearts Child pornographers and cannibals and politicians too there's someone in your head waiting to fucking strangle you So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson People love you more, oh never mind Oh never mind In fucking fact, Mrs. Robinson The world won't care whether you live or die You live or die In fucking fact Mrs. Robinson, they probably hate to see your stupid face Your stupid face So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson You live in an unforgiving place I mean, like, <laughs> the lyrics are interesting, and the lead singer's <laughs> voice is very odd. So, yeah, there you go. Thoughts? That's my thoughts. Yes, Eric? Aside from <laughs> saying that everybody has a rapist and a Nazi living inside of them, <laughs> which I take great exception to, the rest of that was fucking awesome. And I, <laughs> I especially love the shot at Mrs. Robinson at the end. That was, uh, that was, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry, go, go ahead. Jake. No, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm about to let loose on Eric here. So it's, it's all good. You, you go first. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to say, like, I, I could, I didn't see it at the time, but I could definitely like see now, this is like clearly like that dad rock, like stuff that I love growing up, like meeting, like the like punk and indie stuff I was listening to at the time, like you said that like uh, Mrs. Robinson stuff, like absolutely like sixteen year old me's like, fuck yeah, it's Simon and Garfunkel, but punk, <laughs> the <laughs> perfect band. <laughs> yeah, this is like raging against the machine on like acapella night or something, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like beat poetry night, you know, unaccompanied by any kind of instrumentation. It's like... <laughs> what were you going to say, Jared? So I, I did something today because uh, in, in our in our podcasting uh, group, maybe we should add Jake into it. But I guess I don't think he has an iPhone, so I don't know if he can be allowed in. But Eric shared a TikTok, right? Or it was Mark or somebody shared a TikTok. So I finally fucking downloaded TikTok because there were some videos I wanted to see. And Eric, I saw one of the videos you shared. And I'm pretty sure I know what it was, and it was a pretty dirty TikTok. So yeah, we we all have some crazy inside of us. Or it's what are you talking about? You. Yeah, what are the? I don't I, think so. I like because I was on TikTok. I actually made a, a TikTok profile so I could like watch some of the videos that I was seeing, and I clicked on one of them because I was very interested in it. And it said it was shared by File Entertainment Pod, and I was like, hmm, very mm -hmm. naughty TikTok to share. But all right. What was it? I'll have to send it to you. 
I don't because the one that was on there today was that there's some Barbie filter and this lady was making these like disgusting faces trying to because she was saying like no matter what this mm. Barbie filter is going to make you look good. So she was trying to like give herself like double triple chins and she was putting her her nose up like a pug nose. Yeah, she was adding like facial prostheses to try to make it, it was hilarious. Yeah, so that's the one that I shared. So I don't know why. There was there was because like when I opened it in the in the web browser, this girl was just like, like one of the videos underneath it was like just this girl blowing kisses. It was weird. I don't know what the fuck it was all about, but it said it was shared because like I looked at it, I was like that looks a little weird, so I clicked on it and I took. Uh, that's why I downloaded the TikTok. And this chick was blowing <laughs> kisses, and it that's said it why was. You it said it was shared. By you. You. <laughs> it said it that's was shared what, by that. you. And that's okay, why I clicked so, on it, because I was like, this is fucking weird for Eric. I have no idea what that possibly could have been. Because of all the videos that I've sent to you, stuff about birds, yep. stuff like cute videos about animals, nothing has swayed you to download TikTok. And Mark has been telling you to do all this stuff. We've been talking to you about like stuff like Aaron Rodgers, like stuff, I, uh, the Annie Agar stuff, yeah. all the NFL parody stuff that she does. We've been trying to get you to do it. That wouldn't do it. But someone blowing kisses, that's what gets you. Okay. <laughs> it was a little bit more dirtier than just a blowing the kiss. But yeah, it was one of those ones where I was like, huh, I have to see what this is all about. I clicked on it and I was like, wow, do you, I, I, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Because <laughs> I have TikTok now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So back to this one. Yeah. So <laughs> is there something specifically about that song that resonates with you? Like you said, this was the, the first one that kind of got you to appreciate that genre. Uh, yeah. Like, like I said, uh, a friend on a forum, like directed me toward to like this song in particular in this band. Uh, but like based on like conversation about other music, they thought I would like it. And they were right, obviously. But uh yeah, that I, I like the uh, the like very punk, like nihilistic lyrics uh, and to to the uh, you know lyrics that you were addressing, Eric, that you uh, took umbrage with. <laughs> uh, I, I really like the like sort of point of view of like anyone like has the potential to be like the worst thing imaginable in them. Like that that is in everyone. And it's sort of uh, up to us to overcome, like the 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 shitty things that are lurking inside of us, whether we want to uh, recognize them or not. And I also really like the uh, double bass in it, which is a <laughs> big thing for me in a lot of AJJ songs. Very cool. So this is still, I mean, so it's what introduced you to the genre. So it's still like in pretty heavy rotation, or continuous rotation for you uh yeah and uh that, that comes from like uh what i think is their best album still like uh, i like a lot of stuff they put out after that but uh that album which is uh people who can eat people are the luckiest people in the world uh, <laughs> is definitely like the like that that is my go-to like ajj album well they are getting added to the list to check out more so thank you for that which uh, you, 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 you may me. You may know them, but under their old name, which was Andrew Jackson Jihad. That's which, uh, just that, a dope name. 
it is they they changed it because they they were like yeah so, some like people have pointed out like the our use of jihad's kind of racist and they're right uh -huh. so we're just gonna change our name <laughs> but it is not really they just shortened okay. it to the an acronym right <laughs> they uh... just changed it to ajj which still means the same thing <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> And this next one is another potpourri one. This is uh, the song that was on heavy rotation throughout college. So what is this one? Now, this was one of your uh, prompts, Eric. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, through a defining period of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, no, th this is the song that I was sort of alluding to earlier. And uh, th this band really helped me uh, be kind of less of an asshole. <laughs> so I was getting into college because uh, a lot of their songs are like, including this one, are like kind of explicitly calling out exactly the kind of person I was and how shitty it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a band that I got. I, I think I actually like started listening to them like my senior year of high school. And then uh, like going into college, it was like a band that I would like uh, share with people and sort of spread. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, well, we'll, uh, We'll talk about it more after we uh, listen to it, but it's definitely an important song and a band for me. Uh, so this is Shut Up the Punks by Bomb the Music Industry. I know it's hypocritical to point fingers at the people who point fingers. But when we all march to the beat of the same different drummer, yeah, the steps are to come off like clockwork. I'd rather see the whiskey than your hard conversation. I'd rather break music to show this into a routine like a right for the picking after growing on a tree and then talk about the industry price market positivity with final learns of friendly color crooked master records who's around the remodeling. Nice, 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 n
<laughs> I, I love how punk bands like can incorporate trombones and trumpets and shit and it works like i don't fucking i don't i don't i don't get it <laughs> i don't i don't get how they do that crap it's the magic of ska <laughs> it shouldn't work but somehow it does <laughs> uh, these bands are always the weirdest like i don't i like i like punk but i i just i, I don't, i'm not i'm not sold on it i don't know if that makes sense like i'm not sold on that kind of stuff so, so sorry also like i've got way too much caffeine pumping through me <laughs> like, <laughs> like i may I have, was I may have been like, I'm kind of sleepy. Let's play some Diablo. And I'm playing Diablo. And I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. Let's have an energy drink. Oh, the only ones I have are G Fuels. I've already had a bunch of caffeine today. So let's have more. And now, like, I just want to jump out of my skin. So I'm just like, all right, well, we'll see where the night goes. I mean, that's exactly how you should feel when you're listening to Scott, Jared. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Jake, are you adequately caffeinated? Because you're back uh, home now, right? So you got yes. coffee? Okay. Because yes. last time we recorded, you were on a... Not a... Self-imposed kind of thing. It was not by choice. You didn't have adequate coffee. That is true. And that was terrible. But I, <laughs> I, I'm adequately caffeinated now. <laughs> so... um what is it about this song that resonates so much with you? Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, sort of indirectly, it's like pretty much calling out like exactly the kind of asshole that I was in high school. Like not so much like within the punk scene, but as far as like uh, more, more like the hipstery side of the like gatekeeper asshole. Like I said, I had this like very strong mentality of like there, there's real music and there's pop music. And I was kind of that way with everything in high school. Uh, but like movies, like literature, like uh, definitely like veering into like just being like a very gatekeepery, like <laughs> pretentious asshole. And uh, <laughs> yeah, get getting into this band, and, and then uh, like outside of that, like getting into college and sort of broadening my horizons through that kind of uh, let me like curtail those and be like, oh, I'm kind of being a dick and i need to stop and uh this uh band's also like really important to me as far as like uh they are uh like the the, the name bomb the music industry is like because they were like trying to like completely like change the music business because they thought like the way that it was done was really shitty uh the main guy and for a while the only member of the band jeff rosenstock had been in like a fairly successful ska band called the arrogant sons of bitches before this and uh kind of like got fucked over and in the process of that the like record company that they were working with also like sued a bunch of teenagers for using their songs for like fan videos and uh this this whole project was kind of a reaction to that uh and he like created his own like uh, all free uh record company called quote unquote records that uh that they were like the first like com all of their music is free and still is like all of his albums still go up on there hmm. quote unquote and it's like records. all i love it 
<laughs> yes, uh, which I, I thought was gone. I thought it had, like, died out because of legal things, but apparently it, like, has come back. Apparently they, like, got sued by another company that was basically like, no, we own this music because we're making money off of it. Clearly this company that's not making money off of it can't own this music. <laughs> which is... Like, exactly the kind of thing that they were pushing back against, so, but uh, apparently they, like, won the rights to their music back, so it is, like, a thing again. But, uh, like, that whole, like, ethic of sort of, uh, like, removing as many big corporations from the things that you make as you can is sort of an important, like, sentiment to me. So it wasn't just like specific to the college experience. Like this still gets spins now. It wasn't just like a very much like a time and place kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the band is defunct now. Uh, he has his like own solo thing, but Bomb the Music Industry hasn't had an album in like five or six years, I think. But uh, I, I do still listen to their older stuff a lot. And I do also really like uh, his solo stuff. Okay. So uh, we keep with the, the heavy rotation thing. This next one is a uh, song on heavy rotation through the pandemic. What is this one? Uh, yeah, this is a uh, God in Chicago by Craig Finn. I, uh, I we'll knew that you jumped right into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mom found her brother, then she found the container wrapped up in a newspaper, stuffed in a duffel bag with hockey pads and seven grand in rubber bands. We didn't speak at the service, but then later a message from a number that wasn't familiar said, hey, it's Charlie's sister, would you do me a favor? There's unfinished business. It's roughly the size of a baseball. I said I wasn't totally sure, but yeah, I could probably call someone. I knew this kid from my dorm when I went to school in Wisconsin. My two semesters were a total disaster and he was part of the problem. Hadn't talked in forever. But Wayne from Winnetka picked up on the first ring. I explained the situation. He said he'd be interested, but we'd have to come to him. We said lunchtime on Wednesday, a Mexican restaurant a mile north of Midway. He worked for his father's shipping company out west of the city. Right now I'm not working. She said we could split it. Just glad to be finished. Not even tempted. But it's so goddamn sad in her house right now. He's still hearing everything. She just needs a break from it. Said she wants to come with. We left really early. Went from St. Paul to Cicero in my Chevrolet that didn't have any radio. Had a boombox in the back seat that was running out of batteries. Played 1999 in the Led Zeppelin III. When the tape deck got all wobbly, she still sang the harmonies. The transaction was easy. My buddy looked similar, just a little bit heavier. And counting all the money in front of him seems silly. This isn't the movies. It was over so quickly. Wayne got in his car, drove into the sunset, turned left onto Cermak. 
she turned to me and said, I've never been to Chicago. I got nothing going on tomorrow. Maybe we could stay here tonight. Lose ourselves in the glass and light. Never been to Chicago I got nothing going on tomorrow Maybe we could stay here tonight Lose ourselves in the glass and light We got a room at the Hyatt Michigan Avenue, I can still picture you We each got a toothbrush at Walgreens drank in the taverns, we ate somewhere Italian, then she's on the sidewalk trying to ask for a cigarette from oncoming traffic. I felt God in the buildings, the light from the skyscrapers showing up in the river, and four years didn't seem like much anymore, we both want the same things. We kiss on the corner, we kiss in the corridors, we fumbled with clothing, we all want the same things. And then it was morning. We drove back all hungover. And all the way to Eau Claire, she played with her hair up on St. Paul and she was sobbing. All right, Eric, here's here's one of your opportunities to cry. <laughs> what what was the song even about? Was it drugs? Yeah. So yeah, her, her brother died of ostensibly an overdose, and then he still had a bunch of stuff left over. <laughs> no? Well. Or was it by? So, yeah, th this is uh, by Craig Finn, who is the lead singer of the Hold Steady. Uh and this connects actually like to the Hold Steady and their whole mythology. Uh, the the guy in question, uh, Charlie or Charlemagne, as he's called in the Hold Steady songs, was killed by neo Nazis he owed money. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because dark. of the drugs, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is like a sort of like side thing of that of like his sister and a like former friend of his, like, selling the drugs that he still had uh, after I, his death. I mean, I knew that you were going to try to tie it back into, like, Hold Steady stuff, but I mean, so are, are you more of a fan of the group efforts, like the Hold Steady and Lifter Puller, or of Craig Finn solo stuff? Oh, uh, definitely Hold Steady is, like, the best version of Craig Finn and his writing, in my opinion, but, uh, I do love a lot of his solo stuff. I'd probably, I'd probably put his solo stuff above Lifter Bowler. Okay, so 
what was it about this one that like tied it so specifically to the pandemic for you? Uh, so th this came out in like 2017. I'd listened to it like once or twice before that. Then when the pandemic hit, that like also corresponded with my grandpa dying. Uh, and like both of those things together made it like a really shitty time. Mm. And uh, especially like the like the pandemic stuff, like really hit me hard because I, I have social anxiety disorder. And, like, I already, like, get nervous around people, so suddenly when being around people was, like, also potentially dangerous mm. for, like, both them and me, it, uh, hit me pretty hard. Then my grandpa dying on top of that just made it, like, even worse. And, uh, like, this, this song, which is, like, just about this couple, like, wanting connection, mm -hmm. uh, was just, a. Uh, a thing that I found myself listening to a lot and, like, really affecting me. Hmm. So, is there any like follow up to this? Like, do we know? Is it was this like a just a, a one off into the glimpse of their like potential relationship, or do they can do they have a relationship, or do they never like speak again, or is it not really kind of covered in any kind of music? Do we just uh, is it left up yeah, to no. interpretation? Yeah, these characters never show back up like anywhere in Craig Finn's mythology. Like that this song is kind of it. So we have no closure. So well, I mean, I guess it's it's up to your own interpretation then. Like you can go on believing that they they have a relationship that they kind of find solace in each other because you know, she's you know kind of trying to get over her the loss of her brother and you know, it was the loss of his friend and so they have that kind of uh, mutual connection. Or I mean, I guess if you're a real like defeatists you could say like they they had the, the one night stand hookup and it was chicago and then they never talk again like so oh. yeah i mean that that's kind of the interpretation that i go with honestly <laughs> well, i mean if you consider it a duffel bag full of seven thousand dollars four and a half grand each it, and i mean probably what a, a nice hotel for three and a half grand Three and a half grand each. <laughs> you know, like what? 500 for a real nice hotel for, uh, you know, like a four-day weekend or what have you because they're both on bereavement. No, I'd say it's a solid weekend. A, a good weekend to remember. <laughs> that's that's what I choose to believe. Okay. That drug well, money I, is fine. I, up <laughs> I applaud your optimism, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, there's $500 hotels, but in the area that he was talking about, like, they were, like, down south by Midway Airport. So, I mean, I I don't think that they'd be spending $500 for a hotel. Like, if, where they would go to that area of the city to sell drugs, I think you could get away with a lot less than $500 for a hotel. Well, I'm just saying, like, you you, you, you leave the area that you were in, you know, you're like, all right, where, where's, a, where's a pretty good hotel that you and I could... Uh, you know, spend the night at, get away from all this. And then it's like, hey, you know, let's let, let's order in. <laughs> hey, you guys want to send up some candles? She's kind of cute. Fucking, <laughs> you know, one night turns into a couple nights. And next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, you're back home and you write a song called God in <laughs> Chicago. I, I think you're also <laughs> inferring more romance. I think that they, they were like saying that they were pretty 
uh, they were both uh, heavily drinking and they were fumbling around with their their clothing. So I think this was a, a very much like a an awkward kind of like hookup. So I, again, semantics. You believe what you want to believe. I'm going to choose to believe <laughs> what I know is right. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually with Jared on that part of the song. I, I do think it is like a genuine r romance as a form of like dealing with grief. But I, I do think it is like a genuinely like romantic thing. And I also think they probably left the, you know, shitty part of Chicago to the nicer part of Chicago <laughs> for, with, with all of their drug money. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Yeah, it was a good song, though. I mean, typical, like, kind of Craig Finn, deadpan, spoken word kind of delivery, but just, like, really, uh, like, poignant lyrics and just, uh, like, the, the female vocal harmonizing there for, like, you know, the, the conversational parts uh, of the song. It's just, yeah, really good. I quite enjoy that one, even if it is kind of downtrodden. Yeah, fair. <laughs> So this this next one. Oh no. <laughs> this one takes a, a turn uh, from uh from the deep meaning to the deeply unsettling. And I can imagine that uh Jake is is having some <laughs> bad flat some uh PTSD oh. right here with this next one coming up. Introduce <laughs> us to this one. Okay. Well that I, I feel like I have to give the background on this one yes, before absolutely. we go into it. So uh last year. I did a thing called Year of the Groundhog. It was an extra life stretch goal. It was like, if we raise enough money, I would do this stupid year-long thing <laughs> where the only movie I watched was Groundhog Day, which I watched every single day. So I watched it 365 times in a row, <laughs> uh, which oof, was not great. <laughs> And one of the worst things about that is that in that movie, there's a couple songs that repeat a lot that, uh, and one of them is like a specifically chosen song to be like just as obnoxious as possible. <laughs> now, my, and my question for you, Jake, is that did you like have to actively watch the movie or were you able to like kind of fuck around and do some other things or did you like have to actively sit down and watch the movie, watch the movie? So my rule for myself because this is all self-imposed. Okay. <laughs> was that, like, if I absolutely had to be doing something else, then I could, like, there were a few times where I was like, fuck, it's, like, 10 o'clock, and, you know, I haven't watched the movie yet, and I have to, like, finish this article that I'm writing for my job. I would be like, all right, I'll turn it on and, like, finish this article. But if I didn't have something that I absolutely had to do, I had to just watch the movie. I would, most of the time, like, put my phone like across the room so that I didn't just like look at it the whole time. <laughs> like I, I, I tried to as much as possible actually watch the movie. <laughs> Which was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Props, good sir, props. <laughs> but uh, so when I saw one of the prompts was the song that you've listened to the most. I didn't have to go on Spotify and be like, oh, what song have I listened to the most? I fucking knew <laughs> that the song was uh, Pennsylvania Polka by Frank Yankovic and his Yankees. <laughs>
<laughs> so well, hold, hold on, I got a special treat for Jake. You know, just just because I I wanted to to make this a special episode for you. I'm not going to torture everybody with it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Only 364 more times. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, admittedly, not the entire song. It's, you know, it's it's a movie, so you just hear chunks of it. But I did the math. I listened to that shit 2,920 times <laughs> in the year shit. 2022. Wow. <laughs> oh. How many times is it played during the movie? Like eight. <laughs> Ah, uh, Lord, I'm sorry. Yes. So that one technically has... you hear uh, the Saudi and Cher song more, but you only hear like a few seconds of it. And uh, th- th- this is the one that really just every time I hear this song now, just fucking want to die. <laughs> I hate it so much. Like, I, I thought maybe like, well, I, that was kind of what I was wondering. Like, you had just moved past like not hearing it literally every day for and now it's been like half a year since that you had a reprieve but now did this put you right back in that mindset love like oh should i have uh, that movie again this song again so there was no like it hadn't been long enough right like if you never heard that song again it would be too soon kind of thing yeah i don't know if i'll ever (laughs) hear that song again in my life it as soon as it started playing, I just like immediately like started just seeing images of Bill Murray and like all of the scenes where they're in the 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 plaza because that that's where this song plays every time and the the fucking guy that I grew to hate who holds his sign upside down during the ceremony <laughs> just like all those fucking images just like immediately came and, and would not go away. That waitress <laughs> never did drop those beers, did she? She didn't. She was the true uh. MVP. <laughs> that's impressive that's crazy <laughs> well you didn't curl up into the fetal position when it started playing so it wasn't like a like a psychosomatic kind of like <laughs> defense mechanism response you troopered through it so <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, jared tried to break you though uh he, to... he really did <laughs> I, I will forever know that this song annoys Jake, so I'm going to try to find a way to sneak it in as often as I can when I can. Oh, my. Oh, no. Look. <laughs> During the year of the ground, like probably like around halfway through, uh, after D&D, uh, our, our friend Jesse, who Jared has now uh, met, we, we were like talking about Cher for, for whatever reason, like, for, for like for whatever reason in my brain like share and Sonny and share are entirely separate things so as we're talking about Cher, i'm like not even thinking about you know groundhog day and uh he, he, i was like i i can't really think of any share songs and he just like immediately like turned and sang the share song that's in groundhog <laughs> day and i like physically like recoiled and felt sick <laughs> 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 which he thought was hilarious and still does <laughs> i mean it is but i also wouldn't want to put you through that kind of torture so <laughs> it was like suddenly the waking world was a nightmare is the exact feeling that it felt like it it felt like something from my nightmares like my subconscious had been brought into the real world <laughs> <laughs> i 
I now have a mission in life uh, for for next weekend. I now have a mission in life. Got it. Oh no. Oh, uh, that's the the downside of these musical journeys. Is like people ha- get ammunition to use in the future, and uh, yeah, if left in the wrong hands, like Jared's hands, this could get dark for jake i'm sorry the next <laughs> next D campaign might be uh lamentable Look, as long as i'm expecting it it's not too bad i can deal with it it's when it catches me off guard that <laughs> causes that <laughs> so jared not that i want to be involved in uh jake's torment but you know now that you have to wait a few weeks so that he is caught off guard. You can't just well, blast it out this next weekend or he's gonna be ready for it. He he already so. knows I think Jake already knows like what I am in the D D campaign and like he hates what I am. Um That's true. Yeah. On so many levels. I, I didn't so <laughs> like I, I'm playing as a um oh fuck, what am I I'm I'm basically playing as a ranger, right? Like a forest ranger. Yeah. And I never get to play those characters. Like the sorcerers, the rangers, I'm always a tank in D&D. And then David helped me build the character. And he's like, oh, Jake fucking hates those. I was like, all right, cool. And now <laughs> I'm going to try to find a way to work in the Pennsylvania polka into what I do. You're, you're also a fucking half-elf, aren't you? Yep, I'm a half-elf. Without Disgusting. <laughs> I also hate elves, by the way. <laughs> With a passion. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> okay. Elves in like every fantasy setting, every single time, are the most like stuck up douchebags in the world. Okay. I, I just fucking That's hate true. them so much. The ranger thing, I don't actually hate rangers. It's just a running joke. Okay. Because of like our very first time playing D&D that uh, I like accidentally turned the evil members of the party against the like four rangers that were in our giant party <laughs> okay so now it's a running joke that anytime there's a ranger we have to kill them <laughs> but I, like I'm... because i i like sent them after like one specific ranger but i couldn't remember the character's name so i just said uh kill the ranger forgetting that there was a bunch of rangers in our party so then they just killed all the rangers and ever since it's the the, the joke <laughs> Kill all rangers. All right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically Legolas, but more pretty. So you know, we're good. More pretty. Yeah. Fucking hate Legolas. <laughs> the, the worst member of the the party. One hundred percent. I'm sorry, but I it was either that or I play as a sorcerer, and I didn't want to learn all the spells because like I barely kind of knew what it was in five e, and so I said, "Fuck it, I'll be a ranger." And yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> fucking oh, <man>. elves <laughs> <laughs> that's just oh, a gross we, way to live we can we can see farther because we're so old that the earth was flat when we were born that doesn't make sense folk guide city lore <laughs> elves are stupid <laughs> everything else and, and lord of the rings lore great that fuck you <laughs> <laughs> if, i swear to god if that's how flat earth got started fucking wow awesome I mean, that is the explanation for why elves see far in the Lord of the Rings setting. Because the Earth used to be flat. 
Dude, it's fucking why, stupid. Why can't you that just fuck you else? Why can't you just watch movies and and like take it for entertainment value? Like I don't need to know the lore behind everything. Just show me the pretty things in front of me and let me enjoy. These it. were books before they were movies, Jared. You realize Listen, this? Yes. I don't read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, I grew up with David, who's like the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd in the world. So even all the lore that I didn't know, at some point, David has told me about. Well, dude, you you heard him when he joined. Uh, yeah, you were watching. You were watching the other night when he when he joined the Seven Days to Die, just fucking spitting facts, dude. That was <laughs> wow, spitting facts. That 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 was an enlightenment beyond enlightenment. Just anytime we'd bring something up, David would have a fact or a factoid about whatever character we were talking about, and it's just like oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christmas tree, dude. Where do you store all that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll stop nerding out. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're that, fine. <laughs> that's the point of the show. That's what we're doing. This is part of the musical journey, and we got uh, <laughs> Jake's hatred of elves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something that you don't hate, though, is this next song. You said it's a song that's currently on heavy rotation. What is it about this? Well, I know what it is about this one. You. Wanted to make sure that David knows who Phoebe Bridgers is now. Once I mean, all, damn it. <laughs> this was on the list before David's not knowing who Phoebe Bridgers is. Like, thing started. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I wanted, uh, like, when I was looking at, like, your questions and then sort of, like, what I wanted to add mm-hmm. uh, and the, like, blank spaces, I felt like one of the things that felt like it was missing to me was, like, a current song that uh, I really like. So, uh, yeah, I went with uh, Cool About It by Boy Genius. you at the dive bar to go shoot some pool Make fun of the cowboys with the neck tattoos Ask you easy questions about work and school I'm trying to be cool about it an absolute fool about it wishing you were kind enough to be cruel about it telling myself i can always do without it knowing that it probably isn't true i came prepared for absolution if you'd only So I take some offense when you say no regrets I remember it's impossible to pass your test But I'm trying to forget about it Feeling like I'm breaking a sweat about it Wishing you would kindly get out of my head about it Telling 
myself one day I'll forget about it Knowing that it probably isn't true Once I took your medication to know what it's like And now I have to act like I can't read your mind I ask you how you're doing and I let you have to talk about it I can walk you home and practice method acting I'll pretend being with you doesn't feel like drowning telling you it's nice to see how good you're doing even though you know it isn't true Right. So what is it about this one that uh, gets your recent attention? Uh, I mean, uh, that, that this really does like tie back to that like old school, like, like classic rock and like folk stuff that I absolutely love. Like it, it very much feels like in the vein of like a Simon and Garfunkel song, hmm. which uh, I, I absolutely fucking love. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Phoebe Bridgers, who's uh, one of the members of Boy Genius, and Lucy Dacus, who's another one. Uh, so I was like already like very excited about uh, this uh, all queer woman super group, which there are now two of, which is weird. There's also the LAXs, who I also hmm. really like, who are sort of like a uh, like surf rock kind of thing. Okay. Who's uh, in that? Are... Do you know? Uh, Jenny Owen Youngs is the one that I know. Uh, I don't remember the other two members, but uh, L A L A X's. Yep. Okay. Which I I I knew would uh, appeal to you, given your <laughs> feelings that all lesbians write the best music. Eric, Absolutely, which I don't yep. disagree with. I I wrote it down. <laughs> I have to check it out. I'm like, man, this sounds like it could be in my new jam. So. Hey, they make some pretty good videos too. <laughs> Chair, chair, chair. So, how many more, how many more plays of this one, Jake? Before it's able to overtake that polka spot, oh, it'll, it'll fuck. No song will ever <laughs> overtake that egg. <laughs> I'll go to my grave with that being my most listened to song. Oh, I hate that for you. <laughs> I hate that for anyone, but especially you. Because, oh, like, that's... uh, that. 2920 figure that was only for one year i watched groundhog day before that year <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're looking at like three thousands at least that's <laughs> that's insane dude those are some fucking rookie numbers compared to how i listen to music get a pump that shit up brother I, I listen to a lot of music Jared. <laughs> i don't well so jared what was your number one song it was the browning right was that the the song that you'd listen yeah. to the most uh uh carnage the browning yeah um, so actually, how like no sorry uh yeah carnage you're gonna tell me that you've got like over three thousand listens to that song oh dude like, in one year yeah in one year like i don't think you understand like i have a playlist of seven browning songs that i love to listen to while i'm at work 
And I will go through that playlist like four times in one day sometimes just when I'm talking to people on the phone because it's it's just subtle enough to where like the lyrics really aren't there. And I listen to it a lot. And dude, when I first heard 36 Crazy Fits, the All Night's Lights in, I think it was in like five or six days, I had like two, 300 listens. Good Lord, how is that even possible? Right? I I just but are you like see I don't know like you you're playing this as like a background you said that it's you said that it's subtle enough that it could be on when you're like on the phones like so to me I don't know like it's oh. playing but are you actively listening to it Yeah. Also, just just doing the math here, four times in one day that's still half, Jared. <laughs> Of what I was doing. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. But so like, like your extreme example of like, yeah, sometimes I listen to it four times a day. Just on that's the phone. That's half. Just on the like, phones. Okay. Fair. Just on the Fair. phones. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's not, it, it's I, it, with thirty six crazy fix. It was literally me sitting alone at a gate by myself with like the mini iPod, you know, speaker thing that you could do and just pop in the batteries. And when it's just me, I just hit play. I'm like, oh, I really like listening to that song. And I just hit repeat, repeat one. And I would just cycle through the song and I could just listen to it constantly. Nobody gave a shit because it was just me. I didn't have anything. <laughs> Nobody was around me. It was just what I just was fucking like, I like this song and I'm going to listen to it until my ears bleed and they never did. So. Okay. I, I, I cannot do that. I listened to like, Playlists that are like twenty to like fifty hours, I think, is my longest. Well, and I like cycle through them. <laughs> so l let me let me uh, not to get to uh, psychoanalysis kind of stuff here, but I mean, Jake had made mention to it of doing that with sitcoms. Jared, do you have uh, depressive tendencies? Because listening or, or watching things over and over and over again for the comfort level of knowing what to expect and having it be a, fit, a safe space, this is something that is people with depressive tendencies tend to do that. I mean, I can get sad panda, sure, but like it's it's not a depressive tendency. It's literally just I know what I like and I like what I like, so I don't really care to listen to anything else. It's, okay. It's... Uh, like with Spotify, what I'll do is when I play songs, I can literally just, cause there's, I think there's a little, a little tab where you just like mix it for me. If like my playlist ends, it's just like mix it for me. And I think of the like multiple, multiple times it's done the mix it for me. I come across songs that I a, already like, already know. And then the f one or two times I hear a new song, I think of all the times I've listened through it and heard new songs on there, I've added maybe three songs my hmm. i'm really picky with music dude i really am it's it's weird okay i'll, I'll put away my therapy book <laughs> well, it, was, it was like the time that i had the sex therapist on and like he started to analyze me for free i was like bro no that's not what we're talking about other shit here not me all right <laughs> <laughs> but i was cool about it <laughs> Well he says, in, in air quotes. <laughs> I gotta call that. I gotta call attention to it because him just saying it is not enough. I had to let people know that he did the air quotes I, there. So I want to hope our audience is smart enough for that. <laughs> They're listening to the show. How smart can they be? <laughs> wow. <laughs>
<laughs> First you come on our show and attack the audience. Now you're attacking the audience on your own show, Eric. <laughs> Gotta burn this mother down. All of the true champs are really gonna stick it out. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed by Eric Stevens are that of his own and do not reflect that of his producer, Jared. <laughs> Oh. Jared's just trying to say that to stay in your good graces because he wants to sleep with you because he's got a sex addiction. So does sex is therapist. Again, the thoughts and opinions expressed by Eric Stevens are that of his own. If you prefer not to hear that, please go to Feathers and Friends or FNF.gay because I have that website now, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Eric, did you, did, did you see that? What Mark did? I, did? I have not seen it. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping that it wasn't done as a goof. No, Mark literally because just... I already... I got pissed at Gaio for that stuff, so... Honestly, I'm going to go accidental ally with that. It's super cool that he bought FNF.gay, and now that is my website. <laughs> accidental ally? This yeah. is Pride Month, man. You got to go a whole hog into it. Well, we, no. When... We, we are allies here, and that's not just my... Uh, opinion. That's well, no, there's, uh, there's a thing on Reddit where someone's like, that. oh, it's an accidental ally, where someone's like, that's not a trans man, that's just a man, right? And it's like, yeah, no, that you're you're being an accidental ally, where you're... It, 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 okay, you don't get the joke. I, see, I don't like... I mean, how, like, Mark has used that, too. Like, it just, like, I don't like the pejorative nature. It's like, either you're in support of it, or you're not. Like, don't be accidental about it. Like, you're you're an ally... Or you're, or you're not. So, and that, I am, and we are. This show is a platform. We are allies. This is a safe the joke, place. though. Is that he doesn't get that he's being positive? Never mind. Yeah. Right. I, I understand what you're going for. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I, I get, I get it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just don't. Uh, I, I think that the thing that Eric is struggling with, because I am as well as. How that applies to this particular situation? I'm just trying to drive people away from this this bigoted individual, Eric, who is calling the audience stupid people, and that they can't <laughs> understand what's going on. And that's saying, okay. <laughs> See, that was the part of the, the, the joke. Clearly, this is my show. I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm just earnestly saying. calling our audience stupid people. I'm I'm being uh, facetious. Well, not really facetious. It was just more like it's just a shot at myself. I'm being. But still, I think it's cool that I have a website that's literally six letters and yeah, fnf. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like that's so cool. It's like where do I find you? Fnf. Gay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that just leaves, of course, the subjective label of favorite song. Now, just as Mark wrote for my musical journey, I kept it for his, I kept it for Jared's, and it's going, I'm delving into that well again for every single episode that we do. Jake, I'd like you to introduce this one without comment, and then we'll just dive in after what is the title on the artist. This is Memory Lane by Elliot Smith. This 
is the place you end up when you lose the chase Where you're dragged against your will from a basement on the hill And all anybody knows is you're not like them And they kick you in the head and send you back to bed Isolation pulled you past the tunnel to a bright world Where you can make a place to stay but everybody's scared of this place and staying away Your little house on memory lane The mayor's name is Fear His force patrols the beer From a mountain of cliché That advances every day The doctor spoke a cloud He rained out loud You'll keep your doors and windows shut And swear you'll never show a soul again But isolation pushes you till every muscle aches Down the only road it ever takes But everybody's scared of this and staying away Your little house on memory lane If it's your decision to be open about yourself Be careful or else Be careful or else I'm comfortable apart It's all written on my chart And I take what's given me Most cooperatively I do what people say And lie in bed all day Absolutely horrified I hope you're satisfied Isolation pushes past self-hatred, guilt and shame To a place where suffering is just a game But everybody's scared of this place and staying away Your little house on memory lane Your little house on memory lane Okay, so what do you think that this song says about you? Uh, I mean, that song is really personal to me. Uh, sort of partially by design on uh, Elliot Smith, where I clearly the song for him, knowing, you know, his biography was about, like, uh, mental illness and depression and uh, drug addiction, which is the one part that like does apply to me. But uh, definitely for me, especially when I discovered this song in high school, it like very much felt like uh, what I was going through with uh, both being uh, in the closet still, and uh, with like the the social anxiety stuff that was like at that point like really like. Uh, a thing that I was like becoming aware was there and the sort of sense of isolation that came from both of those two things together. Okay. Do you have uh, any favorite lyrics or like stances uh, of the song? And uh, I'm comfortable apart. It's all written on my charts. So I take what's given me uh, most comfortably. Uh, it's always like the the line that always like really hits me hard. I can. Are you all right? I can feel like you're getting a little I'm choked good. up. Okay. <laughs> right. This Jared, is the did... second sad song, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about this one, Jared? 
like Jake has got this very specific sound that he of music that he likes, and it it's like really soft. And the one thing that's really odd about it is that like I like it. Like that's that's one of the things. Like if I ever go to my parents' house on Christmas, or if I ever go to their house for like any sort of social gathering or event or holiday or something, where it's the music is like they they pick the music. It's like oh, fucking Christmas. I get it, right? But <laughs> I always don't like their picks, and it's just interesting that I maybe it's just because like I'm good. Like I want to believe I'm good friends with Jake because of like every time we interact, it's fun, it's exciting, and like when we played Seven's a Days to Die, I loved it. I actually like the fucking music. So I like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's different. And it's one of those, it's like, you're toxic, right? It's like, I don't want to say that I like this stuff, but <laughs> God damn it. It's good, man. It's really, really good, dude. So. Yeah. Well, it's so, I mean, I tend to be more in line with Jake's like music uh, tastes I mean, I, yeah, we certainly differ in, in some things, but I think we're a lot more similar than we are different. But for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's another one that's like, yeah, I, I know Elliot Smith well, and it's just like kind of like incredibly, you know, tragic how things happen with him. Like he still, I'm sure, would have been around making music, but it's it's one of those things. Uh, so do you think uh, that people that love and appreciate you hear this song and identify with you or, or hear a part of you in it? Uh, yeah, I mean, but like on multiple levels, right? Like, well, there's the stuff that I mentioned, like people that know me well, like might associate with it. But uh, there's also to like Jared's side of things like this. I think just musically is like very much a Jake song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For sure. So now here, here's another one of uh, the Mark's things that has kind of just taken root for all the musical journeys, his, especially even his phrasing. Here at the summit of your musical journey, did you discover anything about yourself, about what you shared today? Uh... Not really. <laughs> Did you learn anything in our three-hour lecture, good sir? No, I wasn't paying attention. Can you repeat all of it? <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking that I'm going to have to uh, cram in another viewing of uh, Groundhog Day before the day is over. So I was just <laughs> completely overlooking everything else. And it's like, that's the perfect chick answer, though. Just like, <laughs> pause, reflect. Nah, no, not really. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, I, I will say, like, I feel like I learned a lot about myself, like, putting this together and sort of realizing sort of how much of a, like, direct line all of like my musical taste goes to like th that that like seventies like dad rock, <laughs> <laughs> like it, well, which I always knew was a thing, but it really like uh, solidified that, that like all of my musical taste kind of comes from that. <laughs> but uh, oh, I, I feel like I've I know myself pretty well already. 
Jared, what do you think that you learned about Jake? Was there any kind of surprises or is this about what you would have expected for a Jake musical journey? Uh, BYOB was really kind of the only surprise. I was like, all right, well, that's 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 kind of like mainstream ish, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, I almost kind of expected more like Britney Spears esque type things, uh, to be completely honest with you, but. Like all the songs that we listen to, like when you brought up Sufjan Stevens and and we've whenever you've been on the show, dude, like it's a lot of just this. And I'm like, all right, I I kind of know what I'm getting with Jake. When he played Toxic and BYOB, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I can I can I can feel it here. I can feel it. So, all right, so now it's like uh, what would be the ranking portion? But uh, another thing that was established. I'm, again, I'm so glad that I went first and that Mark did this outline to because it wow, it's just it's brilliant. Thank you again, know, Mark. Right? So instead of <laughs> rankings, uh, we're going to talk about how Jake's songs make us feel and our, our overall reactions, and so the, the different categories. So, what songs stood out the most to you personally that Jake shared with us today? Are you asking me? I am. Uh, I'm not asking Jake because I. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to. <laughs> No. He's, the, he's the man of the hour. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the producer thing where I'm trying to get the two songs ready so that way we can share the songs that we've picked for Jake. But all right, just put me on the spot. Make me continue working pressure here, sir. You're not paying me enough. You're not paying me at all. Uh, no. One of the songs that I actually really liked the most was God Chicago. Like, I don't know why that spoken word stuff gets me a bit, but like it like I was so thoroughly confused. But then it's like a story and like there's seven thousand dollars in a duffel bag. I was like, fucking wait, what now? What? Like, OK, where is this going? What's happening here? And it's about fucking drug money. All right, cool. Dope. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like because you've said before that you kind of you like that also in like movies and TV, you like storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I hearken. I want to hearken you back to that H episode where Jake and David were both on talking about the whole study. That is their jam. They will, you know, set to music these entire stories. And like Jake was mentioning, there's this entire like mythology, all this backstory, all these things, the interwoven and connected songs. And just that even spans into his solo work, you know, so that uh, I think if you like that, you would definitely dig the hold steady. Uh, Mine, uh, most the the one that stood out the most was people to the reckoning by by jj that was uh yeah again like the aside from that one little bit which you know jake you you uh expounded on that like the true meaning behind it that song just kicked so much ass it just i liked the musicality of it i liked the delivery i liked 98 percent of the lyrics i think <laughs> it was just it was so fucking good um and that was actually, I'll go first, Jared, to give you a little bit extra time. Uh, the next one is what song was so perfectly fit to Jake, in your opinion? I took Jared's answer. I took uh, God in Chicago. I knew, you know, that when I saw Craig Finn, I was like, I, I knew, like I said, that you were going to have to wedge in something related to the Hold Steady. And uh, I, yeah, just uh, a really good song and something that I, I knew would kind of like uh, resonate with you. And so yeah, it definitely fits. So Jared, same thing. What song like 
perfectly encapsulates Jake, in your opinion? What song perfectly encapsulates Jake? Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're <laughs> all Jake. They're. I mean, Jake. I is... contain multitudes. Yeah. You know what? Here we go. Wood carving paritia. Whatever the. Partita. Partita. There you go. Yeah. Dude, you were just. It's like every time I learn something new about you, brother, like, it's just. Fucking really on on the list of your musical journey, we're gonna have a video game soundtrack in here. Okay, oh. dog. Oh, that reminds me. Actually, Jared, I I forgot to say after we listened to that, but I was very tempted to because I realized that I could make my list all video game music. <laughs> I literally could have answered every one of these questions with a song from a video game, and. Alluding to earlier when I was talking about my playlist, that 50-hour playlist I have is my video game music playlist. Oh it's, like, god. one of my favorite, like, quote-unquote genres of music. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Alright. So that truly would have been the uh, King Crimson fuck you, Eric choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, alright, almost none of these have lyrics. Some of them are, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have taken one look at the playlist and be like, hey, I'm calling out with ferrets again, you guys. Have fun. <laughs> so is it, like, uh, would there be, like, 8-bit stuff? Like, chiptune stuff? Or... Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of all over I, the I listen, Yeah, all over the place. From, like, modern stuff, like, yeah, back to, like, uh, not a lot of NES stuff, but a lot of, like, Super Nintendo stuff, especially. That's really cool. I would have been on board, maybe not for like 20 minute songs, but I would have been on board for that. <laughs> we could always do the Jake remix where he does 13 more video game uh, songs. Uh, so what was the most surprising song on the list that Jake brought us today? BYOB. I was not, I was not expecting that whatsoever. That was one of those. I saw it out there. I was like, wait, is this the song I think it is? And yep. Yep. So I'm going to go actually with Toxic. And I, and I think that that was pretty conscious of him because Jake had mentioned that he was kind of ashamed of admitting it for a long while. And so that's what, like, yeah, I, I definitely know him more as the um, like alternative to top 40 kind of stuff. So having any kind of pop sensibility was a little bit surprising. So, yeah, that was definitely one that was a shock to see on the list, but still a good one. All right, here's the... What's the song that you disliked the most of what we heard today? Can I answer this one? Yes. <laughs> Pennsylvania Polka. Yeah, it's going to be the same for all of us, I think. Like... <laughs> that better be your fucking least favorite. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, no, um... God, like, it, it, it's kind of between My God from Jethro Tull and, um... Uh, the reckoning just for two reasons the the flute solo the flute solo rules jared a little off. <laughs> it, it was a little off-putting okay there's nothing wrong with it it was just a little off-putting um the the reckoning the guy's the guy's voice is just odd like i don't mind it but it's it's one of those artists where you're like how the fuck can this this dude with this voice get like popular man like, if he can be that off-tune, that kind of out there, how can my dumb face not make it? So, 
you know, like that's, that's kind of my thought process on that. So. Well, then I take back everything I said about the hold steady. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you wouldn't like him at all because Craig Finn, because this was definitely more spoken word than like singing. I, I think he's got a, a very unique and like comforting unique. voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I can understand that it would be an acquired taste. Same thing like a, a, a guy that Jake and I are both fans of, Bob Dylan. It's another one that's a very acquired taste. He, does, he doesn't have the most, you know, the greatest, most, uh, <laughs> you know, aesthetically pleasing <laughs> voice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's more it, it either works like for you or it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm definitely on board with, with Jake. That uh, Pennsylvania polka. I don't know how you managed to listen to that 200 times, let alone 2,000 plus. I no thank you. Uh, wow, that's <laughs> yes, that once and never again. I'm, I'm good. So, all right, here's the uh, the fun portion. If we were to pick a song. For Jake's list, like a friend's choice slash suggestion for his journey, which song would you pick and why? It'd have to be Pennsylvania Polka. Just because. <laughs> um, well, like, because I kind of had a song lined up for you. Uh, it was, it was, it was one of the 88, like, because when I realized that you were the heavy dad songs, I was like, all right, let's Forever Young. Like, that was kind of my initial thought, initial song. But then I remember this lovely song by the heart called Barracuda, where it's literally about this girl going after this young dude and just like powerhousing towards this guy and be like, no, nah, no, nah, you're coming home with me, buddy. You have no say whatsoever. And, you know, strong female leads, lesbians, they write the, the best song. So we can always just pretend that she's going after a young girl. Uh, so <laughs> Barracuda by heart. Did we want to give it a listen, or did we want to just display Eric's yeah. song that I was finally able to add? So, what what was so? I sent you the link. To I it. couldn't. I couldn't Google it right. I couldn't find it right through Spotify. Spotify was being stupid. I found it though. No, but I sent you the Spotify link. Yeah, through text. Oh, you okay? Yeah. Microsoft. Sorry. Microsoft. All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You're fine. Um. I don't know. Uh, Jake, what do you think about that? Do you want to hear Barracuda or? I mean, I fucking love heart and I absolutely want to listen to it at any time. <laughs> All right. Well, if you got it, go ahead and play it, Jared.
fucking love okay. that song. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, but do you want me to shatter your worldview, Jared? Or Yep. yep. No, you can shatter Do you want me to? Okay, you because the, you can do it. They, they they're not lesbians, they're sisters. Don't um, care. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's not really about going after a dude or any kind of romantic partner. This is kind of like a brush off to like a music exec. Look. But it's still a good pick. Look. Heart <laughs> does fucking kick Look, ass. So, and that song care. is awesome. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Eric, but I didn't want to. I, I was going to let him have it. <laughs> the, the, the no victory. I, I appreciate that all, all interpretation of songs by Jared is much hornier than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> so this ain't the end. I saw you again today. I had to turn my head away, smiled like the sun, kisses for everyone, and tails that never fails. It's like, no, this is the boy here. You're lying solo in the weeds. I bet you're going to ambush me. You have me down, down, down on my knees. Now, wouldn't you? Like, this dude is like, like to me, that's her basically going like, this boy has captivated me. I'm going to fucking fight you again, and we're going to do the dirty so many times. And then I read the lyrics, <laughs> and then I read the, the background, and I was like, do I have the songs mixed up, or do I just... <laughs> You know, like red light angel everything, you know? The answer, Jared, is of course you red light angel everything. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's the music exec trying to get them to play up the the fact that they were not sisters but actually lesbian lovers. That would to try to uh increase sex appeal. Yeah. So that was basically them feeling that they uh, had no choice if they wanted to be commercially successful to listen to what the radio exec or the yeah record execs had to say and kind of being stuck in the matter. So this was their brush off for that. But Again. Still, good, still yeah. a good song, Jared. Still an incredible band and a good pick. <laughs> Mine, I, I chose more in the vein of kind of like the dad rock and also kind of like the jam bandy kind of thing with Jethro Tull. Um, it's a artist that I'm pretty sure you're going to be familiar with because you've at least heard one of their songs on my musical journey. It's a guy that I'm a huge fan of Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. He was the lead singer of pavement and he also did his solo effort, which I am a huge fan of. The song is Baltimore. Vibe for miles and shark eyes asleep. No intuition, no need to sleep. Poor is the man who would sully my
song undeveloped beyond the first bar. For all of your hassle, what did you win? Woe is the man with the Cheshire cat grin.
So I wanted to pick something with uh, like that dad rock vibe, but also that had like a heavy bass line. So uh, a little bit jam bandy, but also with like, you know, pretty good lyrically, nice delivery. So what did you think about that? Ah, uh, yeah, that ruled. I've heard like a, a handful of Stephen Malka songs. I, I didn't realize he was the guy from Pavement until you said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That kicked ass. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you enjoy it. It's exactly the kind of jam bandy nonsense that I like, Eric. Well done. <laughs> could have yeah. used, used more flute, but you know. No, no, it's <laughs> right, yeah, no. The one drawback is no flute solos. <laughs> now is everybody's even more favorite <laughs> portion of the show. Well, I guess I, I should give Jake the man of the hour. I should give you an option for any kind of like a uh, wrap up things. Do you have any final comments on your musical journey before we get into the, the game? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm ready and psyched for some Hootie and the Blowfish. All right. A band I'm very familiar with. <laughs> Lots of flute solos in that one. Now it's time for, is it Hootie? My greatest audio editing moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> For those not familiar, this is very similar to Is It Aerosmith, but not it's Is It Hootie, wherein we take four snippets of lyrics from these songs, at least one of which will be from Hootie and the Blowfish. The other one, they all could be, or, you know, three of them could be, but at least one of them will be. Uh, we've got the four, and then we've got a, a bonus so uh both man of the hour jake and also super producer jared will be playing because has, he's not pretty who has to play every single time <laughs> yes he does uh i don't know that he's ever going to get better than what he did last time on his nope. own musical journey no, like I, I feel like we're on fairly even ground with this i felt like i always felt like i had a slight edge on you with is this aerosmith because i grew up with a lot of aerosmith but I don't think I know uh, a Hootie and the Blowfish song. I don't even have like a, an idea of like, yeah, this feels like a Hootie and Blowfish song. <laughs> Look, like I do um, with Aerosmith. I when when Mark brought it on, and it was it was Mark's idea because Mark loves Hootie, and I thought I thought we were done. I thought the game was over. I was like, yes, I no longer have to like worry. And then Eric's like, no, we're gonna do it again. I'm like, fuck, here we go again. And yeah. I don't know nearly enough about, I think I know like one or two of their songs and that's about it. The rest of it, like, I just hope that, cause what's going to happen, Jake, what's going to happen is that by the time I start to recognize the pattern, like I did with Aerosmith, Eric's going to be like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's change it up to, you know, is it guns and roses or some shit like that? So. <laughs> oh, that's what I would definitely do if I was having to torture you, because I know that that would uh, really set you off. So, um, I think with this one, we'll go Jake and then Jared, then we'll flip-flop, you know, as we go along. So this first one. So I need damage control. Another shot of whiskey goes down easy. My reputation does exceed me. Fire in the hole. Soon I'll be falling backwards as expected. (laughs) 
<laughs> this, this feels unfair, Eric. <laughs> if I have that's to not, suffer, you That's not suffer. Hootie and the Blowfish. That's one of the bands that was on my list. <laughs> Let's bomb the music industry. <laughs> okay, well, you seem confused at first, so I, like... So, uh, so you're going to say no, that is not Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> and you're going to say that it is Bomb the Music Industry. Wow, I don't know where you would have come up with that. Do you happen to know the name of the song? Uh, oh, I know the song. I can't think of the title, though. Uh, now I'm just like running through the lyrics, trying to think of what lyric is the title, and I can't think of it. Uh, nah, nah. If Jared made... knows the song, he can steal it from me. <laughs> I'm just saying whatever Jared Jake says. This one first. Whatever All Jake right, says. So you're going to say, no, that's not Hootie. Uh, no, it's not Hootie, and it's Bomb the Music Industry? Okay, wow, very good. <laughs> uh, yes, it is Bomb the Music Industry. That's Never Trust a Man Without a Horribly Embarrassing Secret is the song. Okay, so you guys both have... Two points after this one. Okay, no Jake, more. Jake, what's no your horribly freebies. embarrassing secret? You go first. <laughs> well, if oh I God. tell you, it won't be a horribly embarrassing secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a horribly embarrassing fact, and I've got You're enough right. of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jared. We all seem to hold to something we don't see. Is he here? Is he there? Where does he live? Some people say in the pole of a heartbeat. Some people say in the mind of a stranger. I can't explain what it is I believe in. So take your heart, take your mind, and escape. That's not hippie enough. That's not Hootie. It's not Hootie. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it is Hootie. Based on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good assessment. All right. Oh, spend my days with her copies I've collected. All my nights, all my nights with the silver screen. Nothing wrong with the way that I respect her. She's more than a, more than an ordinary queen. Uh, I'm going to say not, Hootie. Okay, Jared? I'm going to say that is Hootie. Where are you at, Jake? Uh, I don't just sounded vaguely familiar. So, and I'm going on to the assumption that I've never heard a Hootie and the Blowfish song in my life. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I was just like, ever? Not even accidentally? You, I'm like, sure. I, I'm 100% certain that I have, but I feel like it makes the game easier for me if I just <laughs> assume that I have it. Fair enough. Okay. All I know is that I believe in fate. Maybe I and music were never meant to be. Baby, oh yes, God knows I try. If you did the things that you heard while I was talking, talking to God, ring up my phone. What did you do? Throw me down? Jared? Yes. Jake? Uh... I'm gonna... I'm gonna say no. Okay. That feels Aerosmithy to me, but not not enough to uh, <laughs> guess that it is Aerosmith. All right, and let's just go to the bonus. Why not? 
Well, she says that she loves you in your mind, there's no doubt, but you feel like a stranger when the lights go out. As you lie there awake, you think this ain't no gift. Don't try to figure that weight's too heavy to lift. Uh, I'm going to say that one's Hootie. Sure, it's Hootie. Yeah, I feel like he would do that to us. Okay, so once again from the top, the damage control thing you bought. I, again, I should have had Jared go first because that, well, Probably. that was that was that, that would have been extra fucked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was bomb the music industry. You never trust a man without a, hor a horribly embarrassing secret. So you both got that correct. Uh, you're at two points apiece. The next one, we all seem to hold to something we don't see. Jared said no, that it was not Hootie. Jake said yes, that it was. And it is correct. That is Hootie's honey screw. So Jake's at three, Jared's at two. Honey screw? That is the name of the song. That is the name of, don't, of don't a song that exists. It. Don't look too into it. <laughs> okay, the next one. Uh, spend my days with the copies I've collected. Uh, silver screen, ordinary queen. Uh, Jake said no, that it was not Hootie. Jared said yes, that it was Hootie. And it is. That is Renaissance Eyes by Hootie. So you're at three points apiece. Yeah. Okay, and the next one. All I know is I believe in fate. God knows I try. What did you do? Throw me down. Jared said yes, that was Hootie. He had normally been really good at identifying these AI-generated lyrics. Fuck! <laughs> so he said no. <laughs> Uh, or he said yes and jake said no so he gets that correct that was ai generated with the prompt god because we had two <laughs> songs selected by jake that had god in the title and the genre was pop which i knew that was not his normal forte and the mood very sad also so, how, how do all of these ai generated lyrics sound like aerosmith though? <laughs> no matter what prompt you give it every single time you've listened to them both in this and when you were doing is an Aerosmith, I've been like, that's so that's that so much sounds like an Aerosmith. I, they learned from the best, I guess. Like, <laughs> even Tyler must have been who they input. So I don't know. All right. So the last one, the bonus question. Well, she says that she loves you in your mind, there's no doubt, but the weight's too heavy to lift. You both said yes that it was Hootie. Oh, if only we were playing, is it Aerosmith? Because that's Aerosmith walk on down from the album Get a Grip. So the <laughs> Of course you would do that. Of course you would do that. So we finish with Jake with four points and Jared with three points. Jake, fittingly enough, on your episode, maybe I guess it could be argued that I, I threw a little bit of a bone there with a, a band that was one of your picks. But I, I had also given uh, Jared an opportunity. I gave him lyrics from an Architect song, and he didn't get it. It was one of the bands that featured on his list, and he didn't get the other lyrics. So. Well, that's what happens when you're half awake. So, <sighs> Love you, man. Yes. Yeah. Love you too, buddy. Love both of you guys. Thank you so much for being on and being a part of this. This wraps up another musical journey. Oh, Jake, nice. please tell everyone where they can find you and only you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they can go back and listen to all the episodes of File Under Entertainment that I've guessed it on. Those Atta are really boy. good. 
<laughs> guys are the worst. <laughs> you can also find me as the exclusive host of Life is Unfair, the Malcolm in the Middle podcast. I mean, sometimes uh, and... I join for that. Well, yeah, yeah, you're a guest, and then uh, there's my intern, David, that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i'm also uh on twitch where i am the supreme emperor of let's play death ray <laughs> he's gonna be going nuclear <laughs> like i'm gonna go play tarkov with david right after this and i have to just not tell him this all right man like he's gonna ask you how it went and you're gonna have to just like Mum's the word. Be like, no, Jake didn't say anything bad. Well, he's going to know you're lying. Bro, I'm a gossip whore. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, yo, David, you're not going to believe this. Check it out. All right, you ready? <laughs> Sit down. Go for it. You got five minutes? Let's do this. <laughs> and Jared, where can they find more of you, sir? Uh, you can find me on File and Entertainment as the co-host. <laughs> Uh, I am on one episode of Life is Unfair. I was there for about one. I was there for about 30 seconds. I didn't say a word, though. I did that. I popped in while they were recording once. And I was oh, just really? like, I was going to say something. And then David had to ruin it because, like, apparently Jake didn't notice. David did. And uh, you guys, apparently they record on their own computers and then Jake edits it all. So I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be sly and pop in and be like, Life is Unfair. <laughs> and then leave but yeah it didn't work um <laughs> so, yeah. david was in royal the last time i recorded with him was the episode that they just dropped this past week yeah. uh david had what this like 10 minute side conversation where it was just like just silence and then jake and i were like oh well it's like he's gonna be a while so we'll just talk amongst ourselves <laughs> Jake added all that silence to the end of the episode. <laughs> all of it. Nice. It was incredible. That was, because, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Uh, should go and check out the entirety of the Life is Unfair catalog in the seventh and final season. Although I did get promising news today, Jake. I saw Brian Cranston said that he is actively writing a Malcolm in the Middle revival. And he said on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, 10 being the most that it was going to happen, he says that it's an 8. So we, we should get some kind of something. He said he didn't know if it was going to be a limited series or a wrap-up movie or some kind of That's whatever. Dope. But he's 8 oh, out of yes. 10 that it's something is going to happen. So I'm assuming that that would mean at least... A limited return because I know you guys are going to be doing something else afterwards yeah. after you wrap up life isn't fair but um, yeah and also let's play death ray and yeah wow I mean like extra life is going to be here before we know it and oh, that's it's right uh, let's play death ray these guys do uh, for charity for children's miracle network of hospitals an incredible 24-hour uh, live stream all their streams are just incredibly awesome and great to be a part of uh, that community. But those are especially special. So, yes, please go check out all the stuff that they do. Mostly Jake. David has very little to do with it. He, I mean, even even Kyle is like more of a more of an active role than David. Look, <laughs> and it is mostly a like there for moral support kind of guy, you know. Yeah. 
the only to, reason to why throw I up, you know, like yeah. to eat stuff out of the, the sack of ick and then to throw up and un... <laughs> to be duct taped to chairs. The only reason yeah. why I watch them is because of Jake and Kyle. David is just an afterthought. He's kind of there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the friend that we keep around to feel better about ourselves, I think is the thing. <laughs> So, so Whiskey's got this running joke. He's like, you know, uh, the, the guys from Make-A-Wish always tell me I have to be here, and David's the Make-A-Wish kid for Let's Play Death Ray. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, obviously, this is all in jest. We love David. I've just uh, No. His episode is next on the docket, and it is going to be incredible, but I know that I'm going to be uh, sobbing. Uh, my... I, Tear ducts remain dry this go round, but only as just. predicted. <laughs> just barely, though. If it, was, it, it was getting there. If if you would have actually uh, broken down, I know I would have as well. So why did you uh, break down but... when I broke down? You didn't break down. You laughed like a fucking maniac. That was. <laughs> I guess that's your way of breaking down. But yeah, yeah, I laughed like a lunatic. That got I was on mute. But all right, anyways. <laughs> Uh, that was definitely a, a psycho killer moment for Jared in the background of that one. But uh, it's how I yes. do things, man. Don't question it. <laughs> if this is your first, first musical journey uh, that you hopped over to listen because of Jake, uh, yeah, just know that David is going to be the next one. Um, but yes, uh, if you like this, you've got more of the same with Jared, with myself, with Mark. We're going to continue to do these musical journeys, which is. Yeah, like you hear 13 songs, plus uh, we're embedding now the, the songs that we recommend for them. So these have been a lot of fun, and they're going to continue for the foreseeable future. So I guess if you guys got any final words? My finger's hurting. Your finger <laughs> is hurting because you're ready to push the button. Tell me to close right, the filing cabinet shut. Let's, let's slam that motherfucker shut.